0: Hello there. Thank you for coming aboard and listening for this episode. Whether it's your first time listening or you listen to all of our episodes, we're so glad that you're here. We're glad to have you. We hope and pray that this podcast blesses you and touches you, that it helps to take you deeper in your relationship with Christ. And um, if you are a lady that we... Um, serve in the clubs, or that we've encountered through the clubs. We're just so glad that you're here. We hope and pray that you'll reach out if you have any questions, if you want to know more, if there's any resources that we can offer to help you along your journey of healing and restoring your life, or even maybe if you're not in that stage yet and you're just considering it. If there's any way that we can help you at all, um, that's what we're here for. We love you, and we are ready and willing to to help to come alongside you and do life with you. So, thanks so much for listening in. If you are not a listener, that works in the club. I I trust and believe that this can also help minister to you. Um, I know a lot of times whenever I'm recording with Abby, our co-host, that there's things that I, I benefit from, that it blesses me, that it ministers to me. And so I don't think that we ever just fully are healed and ready and our best version of ourselves until we are on the other side of glory. So I think that um, it can benefit anyone. So just welcome in. I hope that you enjoy and that you find peace in listening today. So in this first segment, I want to share with you ladies the importance of self-care and kind of some practical ideas for how we can do that. So oftentimes, um, if your life has been any bit messy, if there's been any kind of trauma in your life, or even for people who would consider themselves completely trauma-free, the busyness, the hustle and bustle of life can leave you depleted and the principle is that you can't pour from an empty cup so you can't pour out love for others if you haven't loved yourself enough to take good care of yourself so what self-care is is acknowledging a a deep-rooted need for yourself and fulfilling that what it isn't is self-indulgence so um buying something you know that you would consider a splurge um an expensive item or whatever that's not necessarily self-care um but there's also several different elements to self-care so um there's different what they would call tiers to to self-care um depending on the structure or who's releasing talking about it um there is sometimes given five examples or five tiers, um, seven, six, I've heard it. But um, basically the concept is that there are seven different pillars, um, which are physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, psychological, social, environmental and financial. And so the basis of the principle is that you would make decisions that are edifying to you that help build you up so that you're able to love those around you Um, because you have to love yourself first. And so, okay, an example of physical self-care would be choosing to go on a walk in nature or to exercise or um, to take vitamins that you know you need or to um, drink water water if you know that typically the only thing you drink is soda. that that type of thing would be examples of physical self-care. Um, mental self-care would be like okay, I know that social media can be a drain to me. I'm going to detox from social media for even if it's just okay, for these three hours out of the day, I'm not engaging or for this particular day of the week, I'm not getting on any social media or it may be, I'm not even going to put my phone in my hand for this set amount of hours or once again, this day of the week. Um, Another example for emotional self-care. And this will also go with um, mental and psychological as well. But one way for that is journaling. It may be seeking counsel. It, Um, It may be your prayer time. Um, But that is... And, of course, that bleeds over into the spiritual as well. But um, even if it is just becoming assertive enough to be able to verbalize what your needs are in relationships with the people in your life. That is a form of emotional self-care because if we're not advocating for ourselves, then the people in our lives don't know how to love us best if we haven't effectively communicated it sometimes. It would be wonderful if we didn't have to do that, but unfortunately, most of the time, um, we're not is easy to read as we would hope or our spouses or our life partners or our friends or our co-workers um they can't read our minds as much as we would like them to and so sometimes we have to say what we need emotionally uh spiritually a form of self-care of course once again would be prayer time um meditation um seeking time to get alone with god um Or even just being alone in nature, I feel like is very much, and of course that bleeds over into environmental, but I think very much so that being alone in nature is a very spiritual experience. Um, Psychological, once again, kind of bleeding over into emotional, an example would be uh, getting counseling. Um, Psychological, and a good example of this, um, when I was first going through my separation slash divorce um, I went, I, so I did some research and found out that um, a sensory deprivation tank helps you to heal from PTSD symptoms. And so what that is, is like a float tank. If you see those advertised, you go in um you can pick up it's like 30 minutes 45 minutes an hour and it's completely dark and there's tons of salts in the water and so it you float naturally almost like the same concept as the dead sea but it's completely dark there's no sound and it's so it's completely um of any of your senses and so um it actually has been proven to be very healing And that was something that I feel like really helped me along my journey. Also, good Christian counseling helped me with that. Um, But being willing to put in the work to move along in healing is a form of psychological self-care. Social self-care. If um, you stay so busy with work all the time that you don't have time to build community if you don't have time to get together with good positive role models or good positive influences in your life that live like a fountain not a drain uh, that you have in your circle then you may not be being so very self-care for yourself or depending on whether you're introverted or extroverted self-care may also look like um saying no to some social gatherings saying no um my plate is full, and I can't. I can't make that. Instead of saying yes to everything, that might be a form of self-care for you. Socially, um, environmentally, yes, being outside in nature, but also um, on a deeper level, looking at your home environment, um, the environment that you're in constantly, or your work environment, making healthy moves towards peace. Um, let's say, even okay, I know for myself. Um, I tend to be on one side of the extreme the other i will keep my house extremely extremely clean or i let myself get overwhelmed and um so many tasks pile up that i don't want to do anything at all um a little form of self-care would be okay i'm going to set the timer for 20 minutes and i'm going to clean as much as i can in these 20 minutes and then whatever is left over after that if i don't feel like i can do it then i won't but being able to get some of those tasks off of your plate it that's a that crosses over into a lot of the different pillars of self care that is physical it's mental it's emotionally it's environmental it's psychological um, so I mean there are lots of different ways that you can um, really try to start exercising self care and build yourself up in that aspect financially let's say you um you're in a lot of debt and or even um you don't have a savings well you know you probably didn't get yourself into the financial situation that you're in overnight if it's a negative one and you probably won't get out overnight but making baby steps in the right direction whether it's you know putting five dollars a week in a savings account or making baby steps to pay off your lowest debt first and then um kind of making it at what Dave Ramsey calls a debt snowball, where then you put more money towards the next biggest one than the next until all of your debt is paid off. That is um, financial self-care, making steps in the right direction to be able to have peace with that. That is what self-care would look like. Now, um, like I said, what self-care isn't, um, it would be anything that really in the long run is going to be bad for you to put it in the most basic terms so um no offense to anyone that does it I'm not hating I'm not knocking but obviously like if getting stoned is what makes you feel relaxed that might be something that makes you feel good but if there's any part of negativity um to it, then it isn't self care or um, I know it's very common in our culture, um, drinking a a bottle of wine to unwind. Um, I'm not knocking those things and I'm not judging you if you do it. But my example is if it leads to you eventually feeling um, like it's causing more harm than good or a shopping spree that puts your financial situation in more trouble than what you were in in the first place. Or if you really feel like self-care would be to, to call somebody and really give them a piece of your mind. But at the end of the day, it leaves you feeling convicted and worse than when you started. Then it's a good guide that it probably isn't self-care. So I just want to just say that. But um, there are some great resources out there as far as... Um, what that looks like lived out. Um I know for me whenever I was it was such a new concept and it felt so selfish especially as a mom taking time for myself, doing something for myself. Um I wasn't used to that and it was really hard to get used to. But there at the time of course when I was going through it TikTok wasn't a thing. Um but if you get on TikTok, you can just search self-care and there's hundreds if not thousands of principles for that pinterest if you're still on pinterest i'm i'm old school now um i guess is what it would be considered but um pinterest has excellent self-care ideas i know one thing for me um i love hot tea and so um or taking a hot bath for me if i feel overwhelmed if i feel like um life is just a little bit too much um a hot bath and some hot tea makes things in a lot better perspective. And it makes makes me, even if it doesn't change my circumstance it changes my emotional well-being and it helps me be able to weather my circumstance a little better so those are just some some ideas that i wanted to touch on and i hope that that helps and blesses you in a practical way up next we're going to listen to miss abby bailey and she is going to share with us on different types of prayer and of course that plays into your spiritual self-care so can't wait to hear what miss abby has in store for us welcome back listeners we are here with co-host abby bailey and she's continuing part two of teaching us more on prayer and so this episode we're going to be talking on different types of prayer so i'm really excited to hear about this and i love learning new things as far as how to deepen my relationship with the lord and so miss abby would you share um what you have
1: well thank you once again for having me and um i just want to Kind of give the background. This started with um, someone requesting that I kind of share my journey with prayer. Um, I am for the been kind of given. I think an assignment of prayer. A lot of people call it an intercessor. Um, I don't. I'm not really into labels because I feel like there are things that we flow in when we're in communion and worship with the Lord that are accessible because of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. and sometimes the Lord calls you to do what's needed Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I have always had the burden for prayer I have always been a a person of prayer and so um, in that process of laying this out okay if I was speaking to myself 20 25 years ago when I decided to to return to the Lord I had walked away for a season I was living life on my own terms and wanted to be close to his heart. I remember asking him, Lord, don't ever let me wander like that again. Mm-hmm. Put me on a short leash, Lord. Yeah. You know how stubborn I am. <laughs> you know how my rebellious nature can rise up, but keep me on a short leash because I don't ever want to spend that time away from you. I mean, I just didn't want to ever be without his peace again. Yeah. And out of that desire to know his heart, I think it really, really, really pushed me toward Prayer and growing up in the church, it's not it's amazing how little it's really talked about mm-hmm. or discipled or even people will say, Read your Bible, pray about it. But for a new believer, what does that mean? What does that look like? Right. And so um in this process of trying to wrap words around that and kinda give some some direction and format to it, the Lord showed me what I shared about last week about the temple. And the different levels of prayer the structure of prayer and then in this he's also kind of led me into the types of prayer and it really came out of first timothy 2 verse 1 he says i urge you then first of all that petitions prayers intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people and that i think it's this is all you know broad strokes um i don't want to be religious about it but it kind of broke down for me Um, what types of prayers we can approach the Lord with and I feel like the 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 purpose of prayer is to know his heart and to communicate with him and I always want to remember that yes he's a good father but more than anything he is my Savior and he is my Lord Mm -hmm. and he is um, sovereign and and so he he has done something for me through the cross that I don't ever want to get over Right, I never want to take for granted and so for me the structure or the format of prayer always begins with thanksgiving prayers of thanksgiving and um, I want to share some scriptures and kind of lay the, the groundwork for that 1 Corinthians 15 57 but thanks be to God which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ the word thanks there in the Greek is from Cairo and it means graciousness. Um and it means graciousness in your manner or in your actions or in your posture. And so I always think of that as like when we go before a king, we would want to be gracious and in mm-hmm. honoring in our manner. And then first Thessalonians five, sixteen through eighteen says, Rejoice always, pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus and the word thanks there in the Greek it comes from eucharistos which means to be grateful to express gratitude specifically to say grace at a meal and I thought it was an interesting um, original Greek is "eucharistantes." And the Eucharist, of course, means communion. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that, in in giving thanks for all things, Ephesians 5.20 tells us to do. Again, that word thanks there is the same word. You think about your thankfulness almost like your communion, like you're blessing your time. You're in communion with the Lord. And that really helps you to keep the perspective. Um, Psalms 104 talks about um, worshiping the Lord with thanksgiving and thankfulness. And the word there in the Hebrew is actually todah, which means an extension of the hand. And so I think if you can get this picture of Thanksgiving, that you're entering in a communion with the Lord. You're worshiping Him. You're extending your hand. And I always think of things in in relation to my children. (laughs) But, you know, when your children want your presence... When they want to be close to you, when they are needing you, they extend their hands to you. Mm-hmm. They want to be picked up. That is, they're signaling to you, I need you right now. I need to be comforted. I need to be held. I need to be loved on. I need your attention. I need your focus. And so I always think if we will come into our prayer closet, as Jesus said, with that tenderness of heart, with that manner of gratefulness that we are about to have a great exchange and communion with the presence of God. <clears throat> and just the simple act of raising our hand in thankfulness and worshiping can set the tone of that intimacy where you, you leave change, which is the point of prayer, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so I always start with thanksgiving. I always start with that form of worship um, where I'm just thanking Him for what He did on the cross. I'm thanking Him for who He is. I'm thanking him for his kindness and mercies. I'm thank you know many a time there will be something that had just happened that is just a reminder of his love for me, Mm -hmm. and I start there, you know, like in anything. And like I got the flowers you sent for me, Lord. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that sweet friend who called me today, or you know just whatever it was. I just thank him for it, Mm -hmm. and that really does help me to get into the mindset and put it into perspective because I believe prayer starts with your heart posture, right. And so that's, that's the first one. And then the second one that he listed in Timothy was supplication. And then that's, you know, that's a big fancy word that basically means a humble request mm-hmm. or an entreaty. And Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, there's that word again, let your requests be made known to God. And the Greek word there means petition. Mm -hmm. So petition the Lord with thanksgiving and make your request known to God. Mm -hmm. And as Jesus said in Matthew, He knows the desires of your hearts. Mm -hmm. He knows what you need, but we still humbly request. And that goes back to the relationship that we have with Him, that Mm -hmm. we can ask and we'll receive. Ephesians 6.18 says, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication so that... To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all saints. And again, it's the Greek, dumia, uh, which means petition. And I, I think that that supplication for me, that's more often than not, it's when I'm bringing needs for others to him. Mm-hmm. It's when I'm petitioning on behalf of others. When I am, whether it be my family, whether it be friends, whether it be a corporate level for the church, for the body of Christ... Um, but I feel like that's when I'm bringing this to him on behalf of others, and and what I love about that picture is that you know Psalms one sixteen two says because he bends down low to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. Mm-hmm. And I think that he, I think that we forget how precious prayer is to his heart. But if you look at the model, Jesus constantly got away with the Father. As, much, as many miracles, as many things, teachings as He did, as much as He loved the people and was with the disciples, and even with His inner circle of three, He always got along with the Father. Mm-hmm. And many a time, I think that's what's missing. When we feel like our life, our prayer life, or our, um, just our walk, our relationship has gotten a bit dry, distant. We don't know where to start. I think sometimes it's almost easier if we'll just remember that He is waiting on us to ask, Mm-hmm. because he enjoys our company.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that really, to me, that takes a lot of pressure off of it too mm-hmm. because it doesn't have to look or sound a certain way. Yeah, It's just about touching his heart. And the other uh, type of prayer listed in that scripture is repentance. <clears throat> and I think sometimes too that we as believers get in the habit of thinking, well, you know, I said our prayer of repentance um, when I got saved. But really, for me, and maybe it's just me, but I feel like there's prayers of repentance I have to say every day. Yeah, it's not
0: just you. (laughs) I'm in the same boat. (laughs) Uh.
1: And sometimes that may be the only thing I say to him in Mm -hmm. that moment. I mean, I might've had a great prayer time with him that morning, felt his love, felt like I got some victory in some situations. And then two hours later, I'm in traffic or (laughs) I'm with my children. Or with my precious husband Mm -hmm. and something and I'm just like I have a sharp answer, Mm -hmm. I'm short with them, I'm frustrated, Mm -hmm. something, and then I'm immediately like, Forgive me, Lord. You know. And so I think that that we just have to remember that as as we walk this thing out, it's not perfection. Yeah. But it is that persistence in making that that prayer life of repentance of Yeah a well-worn path back to the Father's heart. I don't, want to, I don't want anything to get between us, Lord, so I repent. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't want anything to, to, to keep me from hearing your voice. In 2 Corinthians 7, 9, and 10, this is really um, him writing to the church in Corinthians, Corinthians, and he said, Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner that you might suffer loss in nothing. And that to me is such counsel because mm-hmm. it's it's not about anybody shaming you right. or making you sorry. It's about the repentance of your heart so mm-hmm. that nothing would be in between you and the presence of God. So that you're not led into sin and you don't have any losses. And so that really, that's something I've kind of tried to remember like, okay, when I get this or when the Holy Spirit convicts me mm-hmm. and I feel like He's leading me to repent in something. Maybe I didn't even see the error in it mm-hmm. and He later brings it to my mind. I always think about that scripture like, okay, this is the Holy Spirit parenting me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is such a beautiful picture. It is. And then um, there's also prayers of repentance that you can do on behalf of other people. You can do on behalf of the body of Christ. You can do on behalf of your family. Um, a lot of time in inner healing, you will repent for things that were passed down to you on behalf of your family. Mm-hmm. And the Second Chronicles 7.14, a very well-known verse, if my people... Who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then i will hear them from heaven and i will forgive their land and that really is the picture he was speaking to the israelites but it applies sometimes the land is our family mm-hmm. sometimes the land is our nation sometimes yeah. the land is even our our community and where we came and i do believe there is a lot of power in repenting as as a group of people representing a body, mm-hmm. it releases strongholds in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And there have been many a times I have felt to repent for something from my family's past or mm-hmm. you know things within a city that happened or history of a nation, and, and you repent for that. Mm-hmm. I believe a lot of um, freedom that will come in unity in racial healings will be groups of people that repent For the the sins and the crimes of their ancestors Mm -hmm. Um, and that's very healing Mm -hmm. it's very powerful so never underestimate that and then we have the promise of 1st John 1 9 if we confess our sins he is faithful and just and he will forgive us our sins and purify
0: us from all unrighteousness well I can just to touch on it a bit, not to get too far off subject, but you're definitely not alone in having to ask for daily repentance. That's definitely <laughs> something. But for me, you know, usually the trigger is like the scripture that says, What good are you to love those that love you? Even pagans can do that. But right. that our challenge is to love the unlovable um, as Christ would. Mm-hmm. And boy, every time it seems like I'm put to that test, well, not every time, but so often, that's what I'm having to repent of is that that's a lesson I can't seem to learn. And I'm like, Christ, would you love them in in this moment or would you flip the table because I'm feeling like flipping the table and <laughs> of course then the Holy Spirit convicts me and I'm like oh you would love them all right well <laughs> I'll try again next time
2: right,
0: <laughs> yeah. I flip the table turns out and I'm sorry so um <laughs> but I just wanted you to know, no, you're definitely not alone. And I feel like for those of us that do have a strong prayer life, that we couldn't possibly avoid that portion of it, the repentance, no. because we can see and feel how sin comes between our relationship with with God and that we're not in honestly, full communion with Him. I mean,
1: I would be bold to even say if you don't have a repentance built into your prayer life, if there's not some moment in some point of the day or week that you're not repenting for something... Then you're probably not really hearing from the Lord that much. That would be my that would be my observation, right? because I don't want to, I don't want to sound judgmental, but I do believe that until we get to glory, until we stand before <laughs> him, we are constantly line upon line, precept upon precept, the closer that we get because He is holy right. He is righteous. And Mm -hmm. so the closer that we get to him, the more he's going to reveal our sinful nature to us. Mm -hmm. And those are opportunities of repentance. Those are opportunities to grow. And I have often asked the Lord, what is it in me? that this provokes a response like this. What is it in me that needs to still die? There must yes. be some level of flesh here for me to continually feel like I'm triggered. That's by a great same question.
0: Same, yeah. That's you know, great though. To figure out the root for the behavior. Yes. Why do I keep yes. having to repent for this same thing? You know? yes. What's up here? And in
1: those moments of asking, sometimes the answer doesn't come immediately. Sometimes no. it comes in little pieces of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it comes in healing through things like there have been many a time, I, and I just recently had a memory, where I was repenting for the way I talked to myself. Mm-hmm. Because he made it very, in a very such a loving way, this old fun song that my mom used to have a record to it came on the radio, and I was just bebopping to it. And he just spoke to me so clearly and said, you love others so well, but you have not been kind to yourself.
2: Mm.
1: Can I show you how I see you? And then he painted this image in my, picture, in my mind, and I realized how many times my self-talk had bled off into other things. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately went home and repented. And I repented to my kids, mm-hmm. and I said, I want to repent to you if, if you have ever heard me talk about myself in a way that was less than honoring, I repent to you
2: mm-hmm. for
1: that, because that was not God. That was mm-hmm. me listening to the enemy and 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 giving action to it with my words. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately said, How do you see yourself? I wanted to hear like what they and I was so just thankful mm-hmm. because both of them, my my shy one that's a little bit self conscious about her looks, said that she liked her her eyes and mm-hmm. the color of them and how they mimic the clouds. She was able to compliment herself. And and my youngest, who I always felt like sometimes was a little too interested in how her outfit looked, <laughs> she said, I love to make people laugh. I love uh, to bring them joy. And yeah. so it was like Laura was saying, how you speak about yourself also affects how others see you and how others see themselves, mm-hmm. especially your children who you have an impression in. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that in part of our daily walk, if you're not constantly being revealed, some part of you that needs to die, Mm -hmm. some flesh that's reacting in a less than Christ-like way, Mm -hmm. are you really doing the work of renewing your mind? Are you really doing the work of laying down your cross, picking up his and following after him? Are you Mm -hmm. dying to your flesh? Are you dying to the man that's in there? Are you pressing toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus? Mm -hmm. Because there is constantly going to be a level of flesh that you are putting back on the altar and allowing the Holy Spirit to burn up. Yeah. And that
0: looks like repentance. So, and not to derail you, you may be getting to this. And so I'm sorry if I'm skipping ahead, <laughs> but so for people that, okay. Cause this was me for the longest time in my prayer life, I would, I would do the Thanksgiving. I would thank God. I would ask for forgiveness and then I'll bring my requests, but then I would build in no time for God to respond. Mm. Um, How can someone that this is a brand new concept for, or like I know whenever I was starting, I felt so lost. and I was like, what am I listening for? Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm going to audibly hear him talk to me because it just seems like um, such a foreign concept for God to answer me in a way that I could be like, okay, that's your answer to that. For someone that is new to this and is just building this, can you explain what allowing God to, for it to be more than just a one, one, one-sided one conversation, right. what that looks like for them.
1: Well, I think there's a, there's a couple of sides that because, you know, if we're having a conversation and I continue to talk to you but I go to another room, what are the odds that you're going to hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think part of that is you have to remember you have to stay close to the heart of God in mm-hmm. order to hear Him and to receive whatever He's speaking back to you. Mm-hmm. And the other part of that coin is that you have to, whatever you have brought to Him, you have to keep. You have to keep it there with him. You yeah. can't keep picking it up and taking the responsibility of it back. And I think that's where a lot of us stumble. Yeah. I've actually seen memes recently where someone's like sneaking around a door jab and like me checking up on the things I left with the Lord. Yes. You know, and it's yes. like, what's the status there, Lord? Can we get an ETA? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and for some things. We can ask questions, and the answers may not come immediately. It may right. not come even within months. It might take years for you to kind of uncover and see. But I would say, number one, stay close to him. Mm-hmm. Continue to check in. Continue to speak to him. And that kind of brings me into the fourth point and um, fourth type of prayer where he talked about intercession. hmm And I, I heard something the other day that I thought was just brilliant. It said, the most effective prayers are groaned, not uttered. Mm-hmm. And Ephesians six six eighteen he talks about praying the Spirit continuously, and that word there in the Spirit in the Greek in the New Testament is it occurs three hundred and eighty-three times in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And it is always referencing Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. the 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 breath of God. Um Hebrews seven twenty five says, Therefore he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He lives he lives and loves forever to intercede with God on their behalf Mm -hmm. and so I think that we have to keep that in like Jesus is continually making intercession for us Mm -hmm. when we bring things to him when we're asking Lord I don't understand why this keeps happening why am I caught in this pit Mm he is he is making intercession for us Mm -hmm. and so when we open ourselves to partner with him in that then we start to get the reforming, then we start to get the refining, then we start to get the answers. Romans eight twenty six says, "In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but that the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans." Mm-hmm. There have been times when I have been felt like I am just stuck in a pit and I'm stuck in a cycle, and I want to be free, and I don't know how.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I have literally been in a fetal position, groaning because i was so heartsick i was repentive of the sin that i had done i was i was wanting out and literally could not see a way out of it could not see how to change couldn't see what i needed to do different didn't really even understand what that would look like and i just remember crying out to jesus groaning and crying in intercession asking him you know at that point jesus take the wheel please and, you know, it took months of, this is key for me, reading his word. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm going to land this plane to answer your question. Mm-hmm. Um, his word does not return void. That's right. And the Bible says that the word washes our minds. Mm-hmm. We are literally washed with his word. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you're wanting to know, well, how do I hear from God? What does that even look like? Well, the number one thing I would tell you is that you have a Bible available, especially in this country, not in every country, but in this Mm -hmm. country. Mm -hmm. And he has written his character, his heart for us, his all over the pages of it. Get into his word. Yes. If you are asking for him to show you something, he will speak through his word. He will show you his heart through his word. Mm -hmm. The second thing I would say is stay in constant communication with him. Mm -hmm. Don't make it a ritual. Keep the line open. Talk to him all day long. Yes. Ask Him to help you understand. If you read something in Scripture that you don't understand, invite Holy Spirit to help you understand. Mm -hmm. He brings the revelation. Mm -hmm. And the third thing I would say is don't be afraid to moan and groan. Mm -hmm. When you feel that thing deep inside of you, get alone somewhere. Cry out to the Lord from the deepest place of your heart. And also understand and realize that He is doing the same. He Mm -hmm. is partnering with you and He is interceding for you. Mm -hmm. And the breakthrough will come. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it comes in a verse you read sometimes it comes um in a song mm-hmm. sometimes there's a a thought that drops into your mind and you know i didn't come up with that
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but you will recognize his voice the more you spend time with him that's right there's no shortcut to that
0: yeah well and you know i was having a, another conversation today and um the person i was ha- meeting with said you know sometimes i think it would be great to be able to see god's entire plan from my life all in one picture and i laughed and i said for me god is a gentleman and he's gracious and loving and that would be a cruel thing for him to do to mm-hmm. me because he knows i wouldn't be able to handle it i would be overwhelmed i would limit myself to god you know i can't do that those are out that, that plan's not happening can't do that <laughs>
1: um i picked c <laughs> yeah
0: and same with my healing um Healing from my past and the things that I've been through and just life experiences, He has allowed to come in layers just like His plan for my life has. And He doesn't offer the next thing until I've graduated from this step um, and I'm able to step up to the next level. Because if I'm not ready, what good will it do for me? So, um, I, and think I think there's
1: also a level of manipulation that, that attaches to prayer. And, and that's one reason why I say, get in the habit of praying his word.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's one that I remember, um, memorizing as a, as a teenager, Psalm 91. Um, and it was really a prayer of protection after a testimony that I heard. Um, but make it personal. Mm-hmm. um, it, it starts as he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I, Abby, will say of the Lord, you are my refuge and my fortress, my God, in you will I trust. Surely he will deliver me, Abby, from the snare of the fowler. Make it personal. And the mm-hmm. thing is, is when you're reading the Word of God, it will keep your mind and your heart pure because this mm-hmm. is the measure of truth. Mm-hmm. So you don't become manipulative, like where I want my way and I'm, I'm asking you to bless it. Here, God, here's my plan. Now will you kiss it and bless it? Mm-hmm. That's manipulation. Mm-hmm. That's not love. Right. That's not faith and that's not trust. And so when you measure it, when you get in the habit of quoting his word, speaking it, declaring his promises over it, it's mm-hmm. keeping your heart in the right posture and mm-hmm. that humility. And the Lord really gave me a great visual for this too. Um, My kids, when they were little, they loved the Lion King movie. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And there's a scene where Simba and Nala have wandered off into the elephant graveyard, someplace they're not supposed to be. They've disobeyed. They've been rebellious. And they get pinned down by the hyenas. Mm -hmm. And he tries to rise up in his own strength, and he starts growling. And they just die laughing because it's just this little baby growl. Mm -hmm. The last time he does it, all of a sudden there is this huge roar, and they yelp. And it's Mufasa standing behind him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even some is kind of like, wow, where'd that come from? Mm-hmm. You know, at first he does not even realize. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching that with my kids and then, you know, later in the week doing my downtime. And that scene, this was the way the Lord spoke to me. He was very, I'm very visual. And that scene place just ran across my mind out of nowhere.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: he said, I just felt this voice impressing on me saying, when you speak your words, the enemy laughs. But when you speak my word, he hears the voice of the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen, yeah. And so if you want your situation to change, if you want to make sure that you're from the right posture, that your heart's in the right place, that you're not trying to manipulate Him mm-hmm. or put a slot in His machine and pull the lever and get mm-hmm. things your way, pray His Word. Mm-hmm. Lord, Your Word says that I can hide in Your protection. Your Word says in Psalm 91 that a thousand will fall to the left and ten thousand to the right and it won't come nigh my dwelling.
2: Mm-hmm. Your
1: Word says, and you begin to speak, I mean... His word isn't gonna come back void. Mm-hmm. He won't contradict his word. Mm-hmm. So if you're praying his word, you can't pray anything that's out of his will.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It just keeps everything in, in, the, in the spirit mm-hmm. and in the realm of truth. And that's really how I measure and that's how I would encourage myself. If I was speaking to myself 25 years ago, mm-hmm. if I were trying to disciple with my kids, that's what I have taught them over and over. The word is a sword. Mm -hmm. And it applies to every part of your relationship. You need to know it so that you know a measure of truth. But you also need to know it so that you know how to pray. Mm -hmm. You know what... I get audacious because of the stories that I read. Mm -hmm. When I read about the miracles that he performed for all these other people, Mm -hmm. when I read the book of Acts and I see the miracles that happened, supernatural, creative miracles... I get audacious in my prayers.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) I had a friend ask because I've seen so many miracles with my own eyes that God has done for me. Yes. And they said, you know, why do you think that happens? Because I don't expect anything less. Whenever I'm praying because of what he's revealed in his word, yes. I know I can expect miracles when yes. I'm praying. And if, you, if you're if you not, then you, you may or may not see him. Right. Because why would he do it if he didn't think that you thought he could? Right. You know. Um, and of course, sometimes he's even exceeded my expectations. So Absolutely. that's not to say that God is limitless and we are limited, and he knows that. Right. But um, we can trust it. If it's yes. in his word, we can take it to the bank. We don't yes. have to think, well, I know you did it for them, but that was a he long time ago. He's not yeah. a
1: respecter of persons, so you right. can say, "Oh Lord, you did this for them, and this, and I, and you did this for my friend Sally." Then right. I know that this is nothing with you; nothing is impossible. That's right. You, your word promises that. So yes. I'm laying this before you. I'm coming hum- humbly into your throne room, yes, and I'm making my petition, and I'm asking you to do this for me, yes, and I'm trusting you with the outcome,
2: mm-hmm. whatever
1: that. And that's the other thing too is that we have to be willing to say in faith you're god and i am not Mm -hmm. and so even if my answer doesn't look the way i think it's going to Mm -hmm. i trust you enough to let you be god Mm -hmm. and (laughs) what's the first you are God and I am not so let my words be few (laughs) sometimes Mm -hmm. I think that's where the groanings and the utterances save us Yeah, because we don't get into a dictatorship where we're going to try to tell him how it should look or what should happen or (laughs) when it should happen Yeah, we're just in sync with the Holy Spirit we have the burden and really for me intercession especially for others um There'll be times and moments where the Holy Spirit is really pressing on me and I feel the unction to pray for someone. And Mm -hmm. I would say if you have felt that before in the past, if you feel like that is on you and sometimes you just have thoughts that you don't even know where they come from of a person, yield to that. Mm -hmm. Throw up that prayer. Yeah. The Lord, I don't know what's going on with that person, but I'm I'm lifting them up to you right now, mm-hmm. and and be in obedience to that. And yeah. as you yield to that and you obey that, it will begin to happen more and more. And you'll begin to you'll begin to get the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit's voice. Mm-hmm. The thing is that He's speaking all the time about everything to everyone. We are the ones who turn it off. Mm-hmm. We are the ones who create the distance, mm-hmm. who walk away. And so if we can learn to live in that posture where we've not made it a religious have to, it's because he's my, I mean, honestly, Sally, he is my best friend. Mm -hmm. My absolute best friend. And I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to go weeks without talking to my best friend. No. I want to talk to him every day. You know, I speak to my husband every day. He's my, he's my human form of a best friend. Yes. But something would be wrong if we didn't speak. Right. If we didn't share things. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, the other thing I want to say is that he is hilarious. Mm-hmm. He has a sense of humor.
0: Absolutely.
1: And if you get in communication with him, you will find out all the wonderful nuances of, of his personality. Mm-hmm. It is a joyful thing. Yes. He cracks me up. Uh huh. And even reading the scripture, the, the longer I've known him, the more that I get in, I will read scriptures and they will hit me totally different. And I will realize I have been reading that in the wrong tone all this time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I really think that a lot of us are going to be shocked when we get to heaven and we actually in- are introduced to the person of Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. his personality, I think, is fabulous. Mm-hmm. But I think most people don't aren't going to understand it or know it. Right. Because they have no relation to him. Yeah. And that that will be a real sad thing.
0: And they've put him in their own box yes. for their entire relationship with him instead of letting him reveal himself to exactly. them for who he really is.
1: And Honestly, I... I God has made me as an individual, and I know that He enjoys my company. and He loves me, but I don't want a Savior that looks like me. Right? Yeah. Lord, help us all. Oh, <laughs> I want to know His heart. I yeah. want to know His nature, His mind. Yeah. Because they're so far above what I could, what I could do. Mm-hmm. And so I just I hope that with this, the last two lessons and and teachings, it will inspire in someone's heart when they hear this. To dive into His Word, to not be overwhelmed, get you a version of the Bible that you understand. Mm-hmm. Um, get you something that you can read. Start taking those steps. Just find a, find some time to sit down, jog, mm-hmm. in your car, wherever. Mm-hmm. Get some alone time. Find your closet, whatever that looks like for you, mm-hmm. and and ask the Lord. Come to Him with thanksgiving. Make your petitions. Worship Him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Trust Him with the answer. And if it comes to a point in your journey where you're moaning and groaning, know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. He's making intercession with you. He's right there in that fight with you. He's fighting for that breakthrough. He's yes. fighting for that revelation. He wants that freedom. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Mm-hmm. It is the greatest joy of Jesus heart to see one of his children one of his his that he died for that he mm-hmm. took the, the price on the cross for that freedom to see them break through
0: mm-hmm. and actually
1: receive it and begin to walk in it yes I, I do believe he jumps up and down mm-hmm. I do believe he's given fist bumps and all kinds <laughs> of stuff because he paid a high cost yes For that freedom, Mm -hmm. and so he is ecstatic when we finally get to a point where we're willing. Lord, I don't, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I can't stay this way. You, I need to be free. Uh I need to be free. Yes, and he's right there waiting to say, "Thank goodness, I was waiting for you to ask." Yeah, and it's not going to look the same for everyone. I'm a very creative person. Um, I feel like he speaks to me in in word pictures and movie things that Mm -hmm. you know. But for some people, it comes through music. It comes through a song. Some people, it comes through nature. They really feel a connection with the Lord and they hear His voice and feel the impression of His heart when they're out in, in nature. Mm-hmm. And that would be my biggest thing is this not everybody connects with the Lord the same. Mm-hmm. Find what your you and His language is
2: mm-hmm.
1: and make time for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whether it be movement, whether it be relaxing in nature, whether it be hiding away in a closet, whatever it looks like, whatever form it needs for you to feel comfortable and safe Find that place and ask him to start speaking to you. I promise you, you will have an encounter with him. Awesome. His delight is for you.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much, Abby. Okay, ladies, that is a wrap. For this episode, I hope that there's been helpful things, whether it was self-care or um, deepening your prayer life, that you're able to use, that it's day-to-day skills for you to be able to utilize to walk out a better life. That's the goal for us all. We are all still on that journey. So I just pray peace over you for the weeks to come, that the Lord would move for you in mighty ways, that you'd be able to hear His voice, and that you'd be able to see the fingerprints of His goodness all over your life. I thank you for joining us and I just pray that you would be able to go out into your circle of influence and to be able to live Um, like a river pass along things that have helped you so that other people can be helped as well and I just am trusting and knowing that the Lord has got you in his hands and that he is going to work together all of the things that you've been through even the bad things that he can work it all together for your good and so I just I love you and I thank you for joining in and I just pray blessings over you